Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Remember that a big group of us are going through Chase the Fun together, and it starts on Monday. Okay, are you signed up? Do you have your copy of the book? Let's do this. Okay, you can get your copy at Walmart or Target or anywhere you love to buy books. Don't forget to tag me in your post at Walmart with your other favorite items from your cart. Give me your insider Walmart shopping tips. And the link to sign up and join us is down in the show notes. Before we dive into today's conversation, a quick word from one of our amazing partners. Talk about from Awana. Okay, so as school gets started back up, I know so many of my mom and dad friends are celebrating having those routines back in action. Technically, me too. And you may have some extra time in the car with your kids when all those good, deep existential conversations happen. Never fear. Awana's got your conversation starters covered. Talk about the new family devotional resources from Awana. Helps you lead your kids through the gospel, prayer, worry, forgiveness, and more with the truth of God's word. In today's culture, peers and influencers are competing for your child's attention. Talk about helps you replace that influence with the gospel through daily faith conversations at home, in the car, or wherever you spend your time with your kids. Talk About is delivered digitally to your inbox each week. It includes a simple yet really thorough conversation guide to share scripture with your family and weekly hands-on activities to apply God's word to everyday life with your kids all week long. And there are bonus materials, including coloring pages, memory verses, parent prep videos, playlists, and more. So help your kids to belong to, believe in, and become lifelong, resilient disciples of Christ today with Talk About. Try one month free with the promo code TSF on TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Again, that promo code is TSF on TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Today on the show, I get to talk with my sweet friend, Manda Carpenter. She's a writer, a speaker, an advocate for helping women grow in their relationship with God, themselves, and others. She's such a true friend, and I'm really grateful for Manda and her husband, Eric, and their story. They're foster parents, and they host a longer table podcast 
And Manda has written this new book called Soul Care to Save Your Life, How Radical Honesty Leads to Real Healing. I think this book is going to be so helpful to so many of us. And I'm really glad you're going to get to know her today. Spoiler alert, we're not talking about like taking bubble baths. We're talking about confession. This is like the real kind of soul care. Y'all are going to love this one. So here's my conversation with Manda Carpenter. Amanda, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, this is just awesome because we've been friends for five years or something, five or six years. Yeah. And back then, were you were you going to write a book back then? I was going to write a book. Definitely wasn't this book. Really? Oh, yeah. What were you going to write before this? Well, I think it was I was trying to write this book, but I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to give it oh, all. Wow. Um, and so it was no wonder there was rejections and it was yeah. like, hmm, there's something missing. <gasps> you know what? I do remember this because we looked over the, yes, I looked over the proposal with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so that's fascinating because for a lot of our friends listening who are thinking of writing a book, how did you decide? Because this soul care to save your life is incredibly personal. Yeah. How did you decide the lines of what to share and what not to share? How did you know? Yeah, it's a great question. There's an element to where I think that it was just obedience to God. And I don't just say that like flippantly. Like I felt the Holy Spirit saying like to go there. I also had a phenomenal editor who I believe you also know, Stephanie Smith, who just said, Manda, you have one job and that is to tell the truth. I will help you shape it. I will help you make it appropriate. We'll we'll work together to make sure that the truths that you're sharing and the the very vulnerable stories that you're sharing, that they serve a real purpose. It's not just for clickbait or like attention, you know, like we wanted to make sure the motives behind what I was sharing were pure and and would serve people and, and serve that purpose, but also that it could be done really wisely because I'm also the first person to say that wisdom withholds. You don't want to just blast all your stuff to everybody. That wouldn't be wise. That's what I was going to ask you is, are there places where you wrote things that you got it out in a first draft, but you removed it before publishing? Absolutely. Me too. Yes. Every time, whether it's real names or locations or stories. Yeah. Every time I write a first draft, I I vomit the whole thing out. And then we go back with wisdom and pull out what is private. Yeah. 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 It was really helpful for Stephanie to say to me during the editing process, just feel free to make a mess on the pages. As long as you're telling the truth, I'll, I'll work with you and we'll wow. reshape this. And that was so empowering and so helpful. And what I ended up finding was that a lot of what I removed were stories that didn't paint others in a great light. Wow. And what I kept was mostly everything that was sort of telling on myself, quote unquote, yeah. um, because I, I could handle the fact that, you know, this was just the truth of my story. But yeah. honestly, by exposing the mess, it's going to make it that much more powerful that people see like, wow, look what God did in her. Look what God can do. Yeah. Um, and by withholding some of that originally, it was just kept the, it kind of was falling flat. It was like, yeah. wow, you're pro- proclaiming God's grace yeah. and you're like championing this, but there's something missing. Yeah. And so it, it had to get it ha- I had to go there. Okay, so an, a story I'd love for you to tell mm. everyone is the last couple of years you've had a really challenging publishing story. Like the pandemic deeply affected your publishing life. Yeah. So will you kind of tell that? I think it is the other side of it is so encouraging. The middle of it we were devastated. Yes. And it was heartbreaking to walk with you. But will you will you just tell that story? Yeah, absolutely. So I I got 
this book that everyone can have in their hands that's on the store shelves now, it was supposed to come out a year and a half ago with yeah. a different publishing company. And actually, they had just given me the green light. This was in 2020. August of 2020, they said, you have the green light. Go ahead and put it out there so we can start obtaining pre-orders. Because as someone who's a first-time author in the traditional book space, you know, we kind of needed to get on it early. It was yes. coming out in February, and it was like, let's, let's start putting this out there because yes. it's going to take a while to get these pre-orders that we need. And so I put it out there. I was all excited. And actually, it did so well. We hit number one on Amazon in our category that day. I yep. got a really celebratory email from the marketing team. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this is so fun. And things are going great. And um, 48 hours later, I get a call from my agent. And she says, our lit agent, um, yes. she says, Amanda, I-, I need you to sit down if you're not sitting. I'm thinking, did someone die? Like, what yeah. is going on? And she said, there's no easy way to put this your book's been canceled. And I was like, what? I'm telling you, when you called and told me, I had never heard that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, immediately it was like so much emotion. I was really confused. I didn't know. Yeah. I want to know why, what was going on. And so right away, one thing that was really assuring is she said, you're going to get to talk to some of the people on the team, but they actually just found out too. And I was like, Okay, well, like, from who? (laughs) Right. Like, who's making these decisions? And so what I found out as the journey kind of continues is I got to talk to my editor. I got to talk to some other people on the team. And they really did find out at the very last second, which maybe isn't the best professional way to handle things. But what ended up happening was that um, this particular publishing company made a decision from the top down. People who had never read my book, never seen my social media, didn't know really anything about me or if this book was any good or how many pre-orders I had already obtained. They basically just said, we're going to cut certain rookie authors from our roster as a financial reaction to COVID. So basically what money has been given to them within their book advance and whatnot, they can keep that, but we're going to kind of cut our losses here and not take a risk because you know, there's no proof that it's going to sell. And, yeah. and and obviously, the pandemic affected all of us in different ways. And um, this was obviously one curveball I did not see coming. I mean, I've, again, never even heard of that. So talk, so many of our friends listening, and this has happened to me too. I got, I think I've told you this, I got, we did talk about this, 47 rejections on my first book. Mm-hmm. So, and every one of them, you think, I'm never going to get to do this. Yeah. And so what did you do the next day? Like, did you say, well, forget it? Or did you say, were you immediately like, let's go? Or were you mm-hmm. like, I need a week? It's true of my personality to be like, let's go yes, it is. <laughs> and to fight back. Yeah. So I took a moment, caught my breath. I was newly pregnant with my son, Shia, at the time. And I, I had so much else going on in my life. We also had three boys that we were fostering at that yes, time. And so yes. my life was really full. So luckily, I didn't have a lot of space in my life to just mope around and have a pity party. Um, what I did decide, though, right off the bat with my agent was, I want to try to see if another publishing company will pick this thing up because I believe in it. If they won't, I have no shame in self-publishing. I've done it before and I really enjoyed it and I would do it again. If I think it's more important that this book gets into people's hands and that they can read it and it could have the impact on their life than to collect dust on a shelf in my home or to to just sit on my laptop, you know, and never be published. And so I made a promise to myself I was going to publish it regardless of the route. And honestly... Not to get to the good part too quickly, but things worked out better than I could have ever imagined. Yes. We both sing the praises of Baker Books. Yes. And being with that publisher and working with those teams. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great publishing house. Yeah. I feel very, very fortunate to have landed with them. It's incredible. What do you know about God now 
that you didn't know when you signed that first book deal. Because when you signed that first book deal, it was celebrating then, too. So yeah. what do you know about God now that you didn't know then? Yeah. Oh, I, I know that, that God is uh, so much better at knowing what's best for me mm. than I know for myself. That that God being in control and letting God lead is actually going to be more beneficial for me than yeah. me taking the the lead all the time. Yeah. And I saw this even in a small way today. I was telling someone from Baker that I just had lunch with while I was in town, this short story where basically I just felt really frustrated about something and I wanted to say something to someone about this frustration. And yeah. I prayed about it and I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, you're not allowed to say anything. So I have of course, didn't want to take that answer. So I went to a friend, <laughs> a friend that I trust and not in a gospel way, but in a true like discernment yeah. way. I said, hey, I'm feeling like I need to say something to this person. This is really frustrating me. And she echoed what the Holy Spirit had told me. No, you're not supposed to say anything. Wow. I was so frustrated, Annie. And then the redemptive moment was today when I hear from that person directly. <gasps> Uh-uh. I don't know if someone else said something. I don't know what happened, but they must have had some sort of conviction. Basically, the moral of the story is once again, in big and small ways in my life, God continues to show me that I don't need to take charge all the time yeah. and that I actually can rest in in trusting him, yes. that he's got me, yeah. that he actually wants what's best for me more than I even know. And, and that actually what his best is, is better than what I think my best or his best for me would be. Yes. So we met through a mutual friend in South Bend. Yes. And y'all lived in Chicago. We met. Yes. And now you're in LA. Yep. So even, will you talk about that move? Like, why did y'all go from Chicago where you worked at Soul City Church? All yeah. of our friends listening know Jared and Jeannie Stevens. Love They've them. both been on the show. Love them. So you yeah. worked with them at Soul City. And then y'all packed up your whole lives and moved away from family yeah. to LA. Yeah, with our four and a half, almost five month old. Yes. I don't recommend that. <laughs> the timing I don't recommend. Yes. Moving to LA has been amazing. I really? love the West Coast life. I, I really do. <gasps> what do you love about it? Well, one, the weather. Well, certainly. I, I mean, From Chicago I, to that, yeah. And I landed in Nashville even and I was like, Oh, it's huge. Like, there's moisture in the air. Yes, like, it yes, is yes. humid. Yes, yes. I was like, I did not bring hairspray. Right. <laughs> um, but that move was mainly my husband has sacrificed and bent over backwards to support me in chasing my dreams. And yeah. um, we just have this, like, kind of co-leadership dynamic in our relationship where we truly treat each other like equals. And so we take turns supporting one another because obviously you support each other at the same time. But there's sure. certain seasons and certain times in your life that call for one person to make a bigger sacrifice. Right. Someone writes a bigger check. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so he's done that for me. And in this uh, season of our life, he really wanted to leave his stable, steady paycheck to pursue his dream of writing as a songwriter and a producer in the pop yeah. music industry, yeah. which meant we needed to be in L.A. Yeah. And so part of our journey was me saying, absolutely, you are my home. I will go where you yeah. go. Let's do this together. So we're there. What part of L.A. are y'all living in? I mean, don't give your address, but like where have you found home? We are in Echo Park. It's okay. um, not far from downtown L.A. Yeah, yeah. Is he writing yet? Is it like going? Oh, yeah. It's going. There are <gasps> yes. artists. You should hear some of these people singing. I know Nashville's like the hub for like country and Christian yeah, music. Yeah. L.A. is like your pop artist. Yes. Like your soon-to-be Katy Perry's or yeah. Justin Bieber's or whatever. I feel like we're meeting those people. They are in our home. We have a studio in home yeah. um, and that E is working with. He's with a management company. And so they send him artists and he gets to work with them. It's so cool. That makes me so um, happy yeah. for him. It's really fun. His his music is great. We'll link to it because, like, he just released a new song last week, maybe? Yeah, week yeah. Before. He's always putting he's out just got, something new. He's so good at making music. Yeah. It is, like, so enjoyable. And every year, he does a recap, like, a uh, playlist on yes. Spotify of, like, the best songs of the year. And he's always right. 
Yeah. I listen through it every year. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the best songs. I know. This is going to sound really nerdy, but I didn't use Spotify until he forced me. He like bought, yeah. bought me the premium and was like, yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. use Spotify because I was a radio listener in the yeah. car. And he's like, who does that? And so he was really <laughs> embarrassed and he made me get Spotify. And now the only playlist on my Spotify is just his best of playlist. Yes. He does the best of each year. Yes. So I have the best of 2021 on there. Yeah, it's so good. That's all I listen to. So he's wonderful. Yeah. I think so highly of your husband. How does he feel when you were writing all this? Because so much of the book is like really personal about y'all. Yeah, for sure. And about his life as well. What was that process like? So many people when they're wanting to write a blog or tell a story, preach a sermon, write a book, it's it's never just about you. It's always about you and the people you're living with. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so hard. Right. So how did it go when y'all were processing through, yes, do tell this, no, don't tell this, or there had to be a reckoning even between y'all over and over. Yeah. E is great. Anyone that knows him knows he's like the most just gracious, fun human. Honestly, he is the epitome of fun. Um, He brings the fun to our relationship. I, yeah, he's, can't say enough wonderful things about him. And I think even what you were just saying, people that read the book, if they've known him, they're going to read the book and fall in love with him even more because of, because of what I share. But he honestly, Annie endorsed every word that I wrote and there wasn't anything that he said, I don't like that. Take it out. Wow. He said, I trust you. And I love you. I'll read it. If I really feel strongly, I'll let you know. And that didn't happen. He, he was on board. He saw the, the, he saw the motive and the reasoning and the fruit that could come from me burying my soul and being really radically honest about everything. So I'm really great, grateful for him in doing that. So let's talk a little bit about that as far as I know, even just online recently, you've started saying, okay, here's a piece of what you're going to read. Here's a piece of what you're going to read. And part of that is infidelity in your marriage. Yeah. And I don't know that we've had a woman on who has the story you have that has talked about it. Yeah. So if you don't mind, there are so many of our friends listening who know that story really well. Yeah. So will you tell a little bit of that story and we'll talk about it for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because since we've come out about this part of our story, the amount of me too's or in some way relating to it has been it's been really sad because it's not a story that you're proud of or that you want for people, but I'm happy that we are able to be someone that can provide others with hope because we've walked through it and come out on the other side. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, early in our marriage, very early in that first year, I made a choice, a really terrible mistake, and I stepped outside of my marriage and I was unfaithful to Eric. And if I get really specific, what was going on was unbeknownst to me, I was having an emotional affair. Okay. I didn't know that's what it was at the time. So I wasn't consciously doing something that I thought was wrong. Again, looking back, it's so clear and easy to see. And that's what I describe in the book is, oh, this was actually there all along. It didn't dawn on me. The lights didn't turn on and I didn't really recognize what had happened until it was too late. And that's when Mm. um, things had become physical. And so suddenly it was like, I landed at this place that I describe as a rock bottom. That is how in the world did I get here? Yeah. And um, then even worse, uh, when you when you get to that spot, a lot of times you feel so bad and you feel so ashamed that you keep it a secret. And um, the unfortunate reality is that the longer you live with something like that, a sin that you keep in secret, the more shame layers on yes. because uh, secrecy is breeding grounds for shame. Yes. It's, it's, yes. it, it's exactly what the enemy wants. And so... The longer, I mean, we're talking about 11 months that I was fully keeping this hidden. Um, It wasn't something that was actively ongoing. I cut that off immediately when that happened. It was like, 
again, the only way I can describe it is that the lights came on and I was yes. conscious of what yes. had been happening. And I and I felt immediately remorseful. It wasn't like I wanted to be with someone else or that I didn't love my husband, which I know sounds weird and maybe doesn't make sense to people. But if they read the book, I think it helps make yes. sense as I yes. kind of put the dots all together. But what I had to do was I had to come forward. And I actually came forward to my mentor, who I believe you got to meet her, Rocio. Yes, she yes. worked at Soul City Church at the same time. And she was like my instant friend when yeah. I started on staff there. And I now can see so clearly why God brought yes. me to a church. Yes, Because even though I wasn't actively still engaging in this thing, I think the Lord knew that I needed the right people and the right community around me yeah. to help me navigate healing, yes. which included confession. Yeah. So I, I opened up to Rocio first and foremost because I thought to myself, um, well, one, let me just say it was eating me alive, yes. like truly eating me alive. Like every day would go by and it felt really dark. I was really depressed. Were you afraid he's going to tell? Or were you were you like around every corner there was a risk or was it just like inside of no, you? No, there was actually no risk. I think that's what's really interesting is I could have very easily, and I don't say this uh, lightly, I could have very easily chosen to take this to never my grave told. Yes. and never told. Yes. Now, I also couldn't because of who I am and the way that I'm yes. wired. It yes. was eating me alive to the point yes. where I was having suicidal ideations and like, I don't belong in this world and the world's better off and, without uh, me. Like really dark yeah. stuff that I now in a much healthier, healed place look back on and I'm like, wait, you actually thought this? Yes. Like it's so sad to me, which is all the all the more reason of why I'm so passionate about sharing this yes. now because yes. I know I'm not the only one. I know right. there are other people that are in that dark spot right now yep. that think there's no way out and that the life um, that they want to live is too far out of reach or they're too far gone. Yes. And so um, they, they think like I did that maybe it's truth or death. Wow. That's the place truth that I got or to. death. Wow. Yeah. So I... Um, I tell Rocio, and what I think is really beautiful is that she didn't promise me a happy ending. Yeah. She didn't promise me there wouldn't be consequences. Right. She just said that my life would still be worth living, that on the other mm -hmm. side of all this, and she was like, I'm going to be your friend through this, which what a gracious thing for one of the Gosh. most godly women that I knew at the time to not shame me or to make me feel worse than I already felt in that moment, not yeah. only for have done, having done what I did, but then for keeping it a secret for yes. as long as I did. Like It was just, yeah, messy. Sin is icky and it affects all of us and, and is she, there more is there more shame i don't more shame is yeah. hard to know as you're talking about this i'm mm -hmm. thinking man so often we hear men talk about having affairs yeah is there more shame when you're in the middle of it because you're a woman having an affair because yeah. listen everybody every guy who has an affair with a woman she's having an affair too totally but we don't hear stories of women who step out of their marriage near as much publicly as we Absolutely. hear about men yeah and I love that you're naming this because in Christian culture especially I already thought that like infidelity was up there with some of these other sins that we deem unforgivable or like yeah. the worst of them yeah. um, so I'd already like had that shame on me but you're you're naming what layered it on for me was that I had yet to hear of another person uh, another woman come out and so I was like yeah. oh my gosh. I'm like all these horrible men. Wow. I don't know any woman who's wow. done this. Yes. In fact, in my own childhood and in my own upbringing, there are men who had affairs on my mom. And so I would watch that destroy our family. And repeatedly, like, my parents have both been married numerous times. I've had lots of step and half siblings. And I'd watched infidelity ruin marriages, but it was never my mom. It was always the person that she yes. was married to. Yes. And so here I was having done the very thing that I, one, never thought I would do. Nobody wakes up one day and says, 
I think today I'm going to have an affair. Right. Or anything right. bad. That's just not what we do. Right. You know? Nope. Nobody and says the big yes first. No. You say a lot of little yeses first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sin creeps in and little by yes. little over time until one Me day too. you're like, Me too. what just happened? Yes. yes. So, yeah, I would definitely say that the fact that I am a woman and the fact that I am a Christian woman yes. um, and the fact that even by the time I was working at the church, again, it was not an active part of my life, but the secret still was. That's awkward. Yeah. That's yeah. not something to be proud of. Right. Um, and it definitely layered the shame because I felt like even more if I come out with this, not only like what's going to happen in my marriage, but like, am I going to lose all the community? All these people that I love, are they going to love me anymore? Yes. Are they going to reduce me to this one mistake? Right. Right. Are they going to see me as this person and totally. not all of me? Because there's so yes. much more to me. Yes. I love the idea that today we're getting to like tell shame where to go. Yeah. Because there are so many of our friends listening who have participated in person, online, through text, through with their bodies or with their hearts. And they think, I can't tell anybody because it's I'm a woman. Yeah. And I'm a Christian woman. And, this, and I can't tell. And totally. yes, you can. Totally. Yes, you can. How did things change with E? I mean, like, he knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he had to know something. Mm -hmm. And yet y'all survived it. Yeah, yeah. That journey was obviously long. And I don't go too in-depth in the book just because that's not the entirety of what the book's about. And and maybe someday there will be another book. Maybe when we've hit, you know, 20 years married, we'll get to do something about that. It'll be really cool. Y'all do do a relationships thing, Orange. Yeah, Peel the Orange. Peel the Orange, yeah. Peel the Orange course, yeah. So we we work with couples to really, like, peel back the layers because that's what so much of this work requires is getting beneath the surface. Like, um, And so that is true of our story. After I told him, Annie, I don't know if you recall this when you read the book, but the very first words out of E's mouth were so beautiful. They were so in line with what the Holy Spirit had been kind of telling me would be true that, again, the Holy Spirit didn't say your husband's going to stay with you. It wasn't yeah, like that yeah. clear cut. It was more just like, there will be grace. There will be grace. Wow. Trust that there will be grace. Like, things are going to work out. It's going to yeah. be okay. And so the first words out of his mouth were, but I still love you. Yeah. It was like a devastated way of saying it. Yeah. He was like in shock, like you said, because when I told him, I said, you know, this isn't recent, but this happened this time in our life. And I've kept it a secret. And um, so had to Were deal. Were you with- just terrified that oh day? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you in the morning or at night? I did in the afternoon, afternoon. Uh, late afternoon. I will never forget that day. Oh, I'm sure. Because I went straight. I'm Annie, there's only about a 15 minute window between me telling Rocio and, and telling Eric and sprinting home in my car to the apartment in Chicago to say, Eric, I need to tell you something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you went from nobody knowing to quote everybody, no, like yeah, a mentor yeah. and your husband mm-hmm. knowing in a thirty-minute window. Yes, dude. Because Rocio, the way she responded and held space for me again, she didn't make any like promises that there wouldn't be consequences, but the way she gave me hope and the freedom and lightness that I felt when I got it off my chest. Oh, it just gave me all the courage. I'm I'm talking if if you could picture it in a movie scene, it's like I'm driving home, my armpits are sweaty, yeah. I got like tears running down yeah. my face, but I just knew like I I just was going to feel so much better and yeah. and not that that wasn't my only motive, but that was something driving yeah. me in that moment. So yeah, I walked in and I mean, at the sight of me, he definitely freaked out. He's like, is everything okay? Right. I was like, no, but I hope it will be. And oh. I just told him. And it was hard. And I don't want to over-romanticize it, even though he responded with, but I still love you. Boy, that was not all he said. Yeah. And that was not the entirety of the journey. 
like all things it in went life. like let's go to Chili's like yeah. it went like it was fine yes. <laughs> yeah he's like no no yeah. let's go bowling no yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no it was a lot of evenings that were pretty painful yeah um, that we a lot of counseling sessions were you like fostering at the time we were not fostering yet this okay. all happened before we fostered okay and so, so fostering was always something we were going to do and something we talked about but we, we hadn't fostered yet yeah. so it was really hard. Um, but I think what really helped was in counseling. One of the things that our counselor said to us was, you know, she's like, man, I've already chatted with you. And now Eric in front of me, and I just want to know, like, do you want to make this work? Do you want to forgive her and like recover from this? Because she basically looked at me and she like kind of in a no offense way, but she's like, Manda, you don't get a say here. <laughs> yeah. Like this is, does he want? And right away he was like, without a doubt, absolutely. I, I just want to know that like, that she can heal from this, that this won't wow. be like our life. Um, yeah. Cause he's like, I don't know how much of that I could handle, which yeah. obviously that is true for all of us. I think, sure. you know, we're not going to sign up to get, keep getting hurt over right. and over again. <laughs> and so it was so helpful is that both as a couple and then for myself individually, counseling brought about so much healing. Cause we had to like lay it all out there, yeah. like full disclosure, radical honesty. And then once you've done that, there is like a new layer of in- level of intimacy with your partner mm. or with your friend or whoever yeah. that you get to experience that with. Yeah. And with us, we now have just this really, I think, probably much more open than a lot of couples type of relationship where even if someone is kind of flirty with me and I really enjoy the feeling of it and I walk away from an interaction just feeling like I kind of flirted back or anything yeah. at all. Yeah. I literally go and tell Eric and I'm like, Hey, I just need to tell you this because when I name it out loud, it loses its power. Yep. And, um, that for me is now like just a regular part of yeah. our life together. Yes. And he wouldn't mind if I say this. So I'll just say it. Like he will come to me and say like, Hey, I clicked on an image on Instagram, which led me down a rabbit hole. And then before you know, it, I'm looking at some things I shouldn't have looked at. Yep. And I just wanted to come and bring that forward to you. Yes. And maybe there are a lot of couples doing that, uh, but from what we've, from the couples we've met and people yeah. we've talked to, it's not yeah. normal, but I think it needs to be normal. Yes. And so it, I, it sucks that we had to go through what we went through to get there, but I'm so glad for where we are now. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Indeed. When we want to improve in an area in our lives, we've got to look for improvements that build on themselves, right? Like hiring for your business. You get better at hiring, you hire great people faster, your business grows, and you get to keep on hiring. So how do you get better at hiring? How did we get better at hiring? You need Indeed. So did we. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description. And the moment they sponsor a job, that happens, according to Indeed data in the U.S. One of the things I love about Indeed is the selection of assessments you can utilize. Y'all, they have over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Y'all know we love a quiz. Well, you can select from the skills that matter to you most for the position you're hiring. Indeed assessments can give you a great window into how the candidates will be on the job. Isn't that brilliant? Y'all, even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must 
must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So join more than 3 million businesses, including ours, (laughs) that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about. It's Ritual. I do my best not to should people around here. You know that. But I will say we probably shouldn't ignore the gaps in our diet. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95%, that's like literally almost all of us guys, are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women over 18. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual does not stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led, that's fancy, a clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%, you guys, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition, which is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Okay, Ritual, we see you. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. Traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always clear communication. No shady stuff, which we love. And Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus, a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic on one minty capsule. Just one delayed release Symbiotic Plus capsule per day supports your gut with all the quality and traceability you'd expect from Ritual. I love knowing that with one little vitamin every day, I'm supporting my overall health and my Ritual vitamins come with a little minty tab so there's no icky taste when I take them. Y'all know I love that. Right now, Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. You get it. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And remember that the show notes are your one stop for links to our sponsors, transcripts of the shows, and your chance to sign up for the AFD week in review. It's all there for you. And now back to our conversation with Amanda. I just wonder what I see true in my life. I'm not married yet, but in my in my life, if I will confess the little yeses yes. I make, more often don't get to the big yeses. Absolutely. It's a preventative thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we're all going to sin and we're all going to be tempted and go like, man, that I didn't like how that went. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I, our friends listen have heard me say this, but like every time I buy Oreos, I tell my mentor. Yeah. That just because like it, it's someone just needs to know yeah. that this tool that I use <laughs> that is that it's not always healthy for me. Yeah. Like someone just needs to know. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a secret because what if that secret leads to, you know, yeah. there's a there's a way worse Oreo story. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with Oreos that can happen yeah. if I'm not confessing early. Yeah. On the other side of it, there's people like similar to your Oreo saying if someone's not eating and they know that they have a unfortunate um, struggle with, with yeah. disordered eating. And yeah. so skipping one meal leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Like 
I love that you're pointing out this isn't just about infidelity. This is certainly not just for married folks. Like all of this caring for our soul and practicing confession. And like you were saying, the little yeses along the way before it gets to big yes, it applies to all of us. That's what I was going to ask you is why in a book about soul care did you talk about having an affair and talk about credit card issues and talk about fostering? (laughs) I think I'm going to pick up a soul care book and you're going to teach me how to meditate and how to take, how to have a Sabbath. and, And that's not what you you did. Nope. So why? Why is all that part of soul care? Yeah. Well, I didn't name it soul care initially. Uh, the The journey was, I'm going to write the book. I'm going to try to communicate the things that mm-hmm. I think are really important for people to hear. We'll title it later. And when it came down to it, as you know, that's a collaborative thing yes. with the publisher. And they... Yeah, they, dear everybody, if you want to write a book and you're married to your title... Get unmarried. Yeah, get a, get a divorce. Because <laughs> a publisher, <laughs> yeah. the publisher gets a say in the title of your book. Yeah. yeah. And so what it boiled down to was there's so much in this book, right? You already named, I use stories from our life and just a lot of personal stories. Yes. So it sometimes has a memoir feel yes. to to illustrate a point, to help lead you to why a practice yes. of caring for your soul, yes. a particular practice is important. Each chapter is, is a different practice. Yes. Yeah, each chapter is a different practice. And so what it boiled down to was this book is about caring for your soul mm-hmm. in big and in little ways, in ways that you might not have ever thought that's soul care, yeah. but it, but it's about caring for your soul. And then the to save your life part is because I truly believe even if someone never gets to a point where they're like me and they've struggled with depression to the point where they don't know if they want to be here anymore, but, but even if that isn't true of you, Soul care is what saves your life. It's what saves you from having a massive fall in the public eye when your character can't sustain right. your calling. That's it's right. what saves you and it saves other people. Like this, the idea is that when we live a transparent life in the light, not only are we freeing ourselves, but we're freeing other people. Yes. And we need yes. more of that. So yes. that's sort of the the why. But you're right. It's not a book about like kumbaya and meditation and although that might be great practices to care for your soul too. Mm -hmm. This is about something different. And it was really hard to choose a title because so much of what this book is about is the inner workings of your soul. Yes. Like that stuff's hard to name. Yes. This isn't just like, go take a bubble bath, you'll be fine. (laughs) Right. And I think that's what, when we see a book about soul care, we think... Make time for yourself. Yeah. And you and one of our friend Sharon Hottie Miller, yeah. her endorsement of your book is my favorite. And I wrote one and hers is my favorite. <laughs> where she said, Somehow Manda has written a book that is essentially about confession, the ancient Christian practice of being fully known by God and others. I mean, what I learned from this book is the best way to care for my soul is to confess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I knew that until you taught mm. me that. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. That's, I mean, the subtitle, Radical Honesty Leads to Real Healing. I got there because that is the culmination of all of this. All of these soul care practices are important ongoing ways that we can not only care for our soul, but I actually think that they're part of our spiritual growth. I think this book is for someone too. Like if you just want to grow as a person and you want to grow in your relationship with God, this book will take you someplace deeper than you've gone before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you said that because radical honesty leads to real healing. It's honestly a more modern day take on the verse, um, James chapter five, I think it's verse 15 or 16, where it says, confess your sins to each other and you will be healed. Yes. Yes. And um, no one wants to do that. No one wants to do it. Right. But it's like, man, I could try to deny that all day long, but it's just been the truth of my story. Yes. Yes. In all the areas that I've experienced healing and breakthrough and freedom, and I'm no longer repeating the same mistake or the same sin over and over and over again. Yes. It's because I've gotten radically honest with gossip, with infidelity and just attention seeking behavior from men with so many things in my life. So it's like, 
This isn't just for the big stuff. It's for the yes. little stuff, too. You have a really delicious drink from Starbucks that you I haven't do. even enjoyed. I do know. You need sorry. Take, no, don't be sorry. I feel bad for you. You're like, I'm just watching it melt. And I'm like, no, Amanda, please. I'm good. But anyone have your who drink. Kn- anyone who knows me knows I've always got a nice smoke. Yeah. <laughs> my email, I usually, my email signatures are like, love a nice lattes. Yeah. Love a nice mochas. It's just who I am. Owning it. I love it about you. Okay, so now that the book is out, do you feel embarrassment over any of it? Because one of your soul care tips, one mm-hmm. of your soul care practices <laughs> is literally embrace embarrassment for the sake of freedom. But now you're going to get on stages and now you're going to be doing interviews like this yeah. that are not your good friend, that are just strangers. Totally. And you're going to have to talk about these same things. How do you get over that embarrassment? Honestly, it's like a muscle. I think the more you do it, the easier it becomes That's because right. you get stronger. Like the thing doesn't get less heavy, yes. but you've become stronger. That's good. So there's an ease to it. Honestly, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed be. because now that we've come out about it, well, one, I really just don't feel shame. I know that that, that I'm not the sum of one mistake that I made yes. and that there isn't a single person we wouldn't love if we knew their story, but yes. we've got to get to know people's stories. Yes. And so if I can go first and, and people, like if I can offer that for someone else, yes. I want to do it. And so... No, there's not pride, quote unquote, for for what I did. But there is honestly just I'm proud that God that that he's a redeemer, that there's redemption. Yes. And and the redemption is not in my marriage working through this and and being restored. That's really cool. Yeah. That's not the story, though, that I want to highlight. The redemption is I am healed. Yes. Like, I know that when I interact with males, there is no even subtle part of me that needs or is looking for their praise, their attention, for them to fill a void that once existed, because yeah. that void is filled through a relationship with God. Yeah. And that is the only way for me to explain it. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I think there have been seasons of my life where I had secrets, mm-hmm. and I don't currently. I hope I don't ever again, but, you know, I've got a a long way to go. Me but, too. But the beautiful thing about it is you go like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get exposed because somebody knows. Totally. Everybody doesn't know everything, but somebody knows everything. Totally. And so there's this like, you. I, I feel like it, you care for your soul by not having secrets because you set your, you actually set yourself free. Jesus sets us free. But Absolutely. Telling the truth, you are walking out of the jail. Absolutely. Of going like, oh, I don't have to worry about what's going on inside me because there's no secrets. Yes. There's no yeah. secrets. There's no uh, disconnect between your inner life and your outer life. Yeah. There's no place where that, because I, I even write this in the book too, but integrity is a prerequisite for security. Yeah, You can't that's be secure when you're not living with integrity. Yes. So it's no wonder that Manda 2016 was, str- actually around the time we met, yeah. was struggling unbeknownst to people around me yeah. internally. I mean, I couldn't even accept a compliment. If somebody said, Manda, you're such a great friend. I, and let's be honest, maybe I was being a really great friend or I was a good friend. Yeah. I could couldn't even accept that because deep down there was this little voice that reminded me, nope, you're a fraud. You've wow. you've screwed up. And if anyone knows. So there was this voice that was like, if only you knew. Wow. And I couldn't even, it's like a block that wouldn't even allow me to receive praise and compliments and affirmation and love. Yes. Because of this one thing that I did. Wow. So it's it's so clear to see now that when I start to feel insecure, I have to first start thinking or looking into is there any part of my life where there's not integrity or wow. or in a particular incident if if I feel insecure in a friendship? Yeah. Well, am I showing up for that friend and living with integrity or is that why I'm feeling so insecure? It's just a question wow. I find myself coming back to a lot. Yeah, and you're not always going to have the same answer. I think no. that's the that's the great thing is you go, am I not hearing God because I'm in sin? 
Yes. Am I not hearing God because I'm asking the wrong questions? Like if you don't get curious about why things are going sideways, yes. you're not always going to get, quote, in trouble for it. But totally. you're but you gotta ask the questions. Yeah. Man, that is amazing, Manda. Okay, so I'm thinking about our friends who need to confess something. Yeah. Right? Like their inside life feels tumultuous because there's a secret, whether it's from their childhood of something that happened to them mm-hmm. or it is something they've been a part of or it is something that they've considered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even temptation is not our fault. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way. Yeah, So totally. temptation's not the problem. It's what do you do with that and Absolutely. why not go ahead and confess it? So where do we go? What yeah. if we don't have a mentor? Like, where do we go yeah. if we're not Catholic? Catholics, yeah. congratulations. Y'all know exactly where to go I confess. Know. What a benefit. I know. I thought of that, too. I was like, man, what a beautiful thing that I can now take this from that particular yeah. part of the Christian faith yes. and apply it yes. to my life. Yes. This is so cool. What else could I be like learning from other yes. religions or other parts of practices? Yeah. yeah. I would just say the first little word of encouragement I would give is if it's something you've done, I, I just want to say it is always better to come forward than to get caught. Oh, Say that because everything in the dark comes to light. Everything, everything in the dark. The Bible comes to promises light. it. You get to choose. Yeah. You want it to come to light or you want it to come to light? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's always better to come forward than to mm-hmm. get caught. That's really important. That's um, good. But, but, even if that's not your story yeah. and you want to get something off your chest or yes. you feel like you need to make a confession or share something, I would just say if you can find one person, that, for some people this is going to be a, in a counselor's office and that's yes. fine, that might yes. be your safe person, but it could just be someone in your life that's not in a professional sense, but just someone you can go to that you can trust that is willing to hold space for you and is healthy, yeah. um, do it. Yes. Take it to them. And if you haven't taken it to God first, that is that I, I should have mentioned. That's kind of the no. obvious first place is I think what you're going to find is if you have a relationship with the Lord and you take this to God, you're going to be met with a lot of grace and yeah. love and hope and probably this little voice that won't stop nagging at you yeah. that says, just trust me already. Mm-hmm. I mean, God probably was so annoyed with me. It took me as long as I did to just <laughs> no listen. Way. Yeah. But I'm so glad I listened. But yeah, taking it to one person and just honestly burying your soul with one person and being radically honest. Yeah. I hate to just say, just trust me. Yeah. No. But but like, I want to just say, just try it as an experiment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just give it a shot. That's right. It'll change your life. That's right. If And I think if you don't know where to go, find a counselor and pay to go once. Yeah. Pay to go once and say it out loud. I literally was on the phone with someone yesterday and I said, when you see your counselor on Friday, say all of this out loud. Yep. Like you have to say this and the stuff you're not telling me. You've got to say totally. all of this out loud yes. to your therapist. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm also like, call a church yeah. and say, can I come talk to somebody? Yeah. Like just start getting whatever the thing is in you out of your body. Absolutely. When we say out loud the things that tempt us or that we're struggling yeah. with, when we say them out loud, they lose their power. Yeah. I, I Again, I don't fully know how to explain it, but it's yes. true. Yes. You will feel so like light and free and those things will not yes. hold power over you. Yes, yes. Um, and it's such such a better way to live. Yes. I mean, for some reason, our mutual friend Luke Norsworthy has come into mind because yeah. I, I love, he's a pastor in Austin, has a great podcast and writes great books. And Luke is one of the people that I think like if someone in Austin, Texas needed to confess, Luke's the kind of pastor you'd go like, yes, I can sit down with that guy and tell him the thing and he will help me know what to do next. Yeah. And if there's one Luke in Austin, there's probably one Luke in your town too, or 10. Yeah. Or Rocio, like my mentor. There's someone. Yeah. Yeah. It it is just worth it to not hold it. Yes. And if there's people listening and maybe nothing's coming up for them, but I hope they feel this little call on their heart, this little tug, this little nudge that says, who can I be this person for? Wow. 
because I think at all times in life, we're both the student and the teacher. We're yes. the mentor and the mentee. Yes. Yes. And um, it's a joy that now, I mean, I still make confessions regularly, both yeah. in counseling and to my mentors, but it's also really cool that I get to be the same person. Like somebody just texted me and she said, I just read your first chapter. And I want you to know that what Rocio was to you, you were Rocio to me. Wow. And that just, I mean, it's yes. so cool that God yes. will use us. And um, so I just hope that if someone listening is thinking, me? Yes, yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Rothy's. One of the sections in Chase the Fun is called The Power of Falling in Love. You know if you read that, sounds fun. I fall fast and I fall hard. And I'm not talking just about relationships, though. Yes. I'm also talking about soccer teams and jean jackets and shoes, which brings us to the matter at hand. I fell fast and I fell hard for my Rothy's, and you will too. Rothy's shoes give you right out of the box comfort, come in amazing styles and colors, and you can wash them, you guys. Transitioning from summer to fall is easy with Rothy's shoes. They have so many colors you can wear from season to season without going out of style. It's easy to see why millions, millions of women wear Rothy's shoes every single day. Their very best sellers are the point and the flat. In fact, People Magazine names the point the best flat for their first ever style awards in 2021. They also make insanely comfortable sneakers and loafers and ankle boots and more. Their wide variety of styles are great for summer and fall and the transition in between. So you never have to worry about getting brand new shoes each season. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of single-use plastic bottles. Y'all know how I feel about plastic bottles. No, thank you. They turn them into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. I get compliments on my Rothy's all the time. They're so comfortable and machine washable. Basically come right out of the washer looking like they're brand new. I especially love my Rothy's for the in-between seasons. Like as we transition from summer to fall, they just work great for any season. So step up your shoe and accessories game this summer and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? I bet I ask that literally every time I see someone in Rothy's, I ask them. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And I got one last incredible partner to share with you, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products all delivered right to your door. And I love when companies do this. If you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. Let's go Thrive. Thrive Market carefully vets each and every item so that you can trust if they sell it, it's probably the highest quality available. And the way you can filter things on their site, it is so easy, like by 90 plus different values and lifestyle. It's so easy to shop there over 5,000 food and home and beauty products according to the way you choose to eat and what matters most to you. If you're looking for plant-based or keto or gluten-free or zero-waste or BIPOC-owned brands, Thrive Market has you covered. I used to go to multiple stores to get the best prices on food in one, cleaning products at another, and beauty products at another. Okay, now Thrive Market is my one-stop shop from my couch, you guys, for things like avocado oil. I use it in the salad dressing that I make from Danielle Walker's cookbooks. Y'all, it is so easy and so good. And that Mrs. Meyers Livin' Verbena dish soap that makes my kitchen smell delish. 
while taking care of the dishes that may or may not have stacked up in the sink. It's none of your business, you guys. It's fine. But when you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of over a million members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you are also being better to our planet. Done and done. So join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. You guys, $80 in free groceries. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun to get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. Thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Manda. One of my favorite things about my mentor is every time she texts me and says, when can we get together? It is my cue to text the girl I mentor and say, when can we get together? Like it just like her leadership in my life makes me a better leader. Absolutely. Right. And so I I go like, yeah, when, when I get to confess, it's also, I get to turn around and say, is there anything going on we need to talk about? Absolutely. And I don't feel shame going into that conversation because I'm not hiding something today. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So soul care, girl. I mean, it is just amazing to think that like the thing we most need, the world would say the thing we most need is time away and mm. a vacation. And da, 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 da. and you're saying the thing you most need is to be a healthy inner person. Yeah. And that will come out on the outside. Yeah. To get radically honest. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the start of a thousand books you're going to write <laughs> or is this your book? Is this the one and you're done? No, I think this I was not. the book I didn't want to write, but I had to write. Yeah. And now I'm so glad that I did. Yes. Uh, no, I've got a, a, quite a few ideas in the works that we're, we're talking about. So I definitely don't think it will be the last book. Okay, um, good. I yeah. hope not. I'm yeah. so glad. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's out. I want you to write as many as you want to write. So but sweet. This Thank is, you. This one feels like it has this special opportunity with it yeah. for people to be different. Yeah. And are you and Eric doing a podcast these days? So I still have a longer table podcast yes, and he yes, was yes. supposed to be my co-host, but he can't be co-host and editor. So right now <laughs> he's just like editor and he'll pop up every now and then. But a fun thing we did was anyone who pre-ordered the book, yeah, yeah, yeah. we gave them 15 exclusive podcast episodes that oh, were just so me and E. Yeah. It was basically we'd read chapter one like by ourselves yes. or together. And then the episode was us like giving more behind the scenes yeah. and like sharing more because I know That's this book brilliant. will leave people with questions. Sure. So we did that. And that was so fun to do together. Yeah. He is like a yes man. He's game for any of my crazy ideas. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really fun time. So are y'all going to start fostering in LA too? Or yeah. Because y'all, y'all fostered how many kids in Chicago? 16 kids in yes. Chicago before Shia. Yep. And yep. now we're licensed in LA. Okay. And as much as we want to say yes right now to a placement, because there is a need, it's huge. It's real. I yeah. feel it. We also have learned that to do it well, to care for a child and to partner with their family really well requires space and time and energy and not me traveling. And so right now in the thick of being, you know, newly with this whole book thing, we're going to, we're going to just like sit tight. But I think probably in September, we'll say yes to September, October before the year's over, we'll say yes to another kid in their family. And we're so excited because it just, we just keep getting a bigger and bigger family. Like our family is huge. Like some of my former kids were just at my in-laws house. And a couple weeks prior to that, one of our oldest spends the summers with my mom and stepdad, like spends half the summer there. And so I just feel so grateful that our, even our like extended family, like, you know, brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws and my in-laws and my mom and my stepdad, like 
they actually continue a relationship with our kids and their families. So it's also quite hard to sustain uh, all these relationships. So we're just kind of easing back in and trying to be wise about it. Will you talk a little bit about Get Too Attached? Yes. It's one of my favorite things that you talk about, especially when it comes to foster care. Absolutely. Now you know why I want to write another book. Yes. I have a lot to say. I've got a lot lot of things. But I had to first uh, just own up to my humanity and all of that in this first book. Get Too Attached came from a place of frustration initially and then a place of joy. So the frustration was that when we first started fostering, one of the most common things that people would say to me is, oh, I could never do that. I'd get too attached. And it really frustrated me because in that moment, I was like, what do you think I am? A monster who doesn't have feelings? Right, right. Oh, I can do it because I... Yeah, I I can do it because I have no... I'm cold-hearted. Yeah, I have no problem like loving a child for two years and then saying goodbye. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. So I ended up... I don't remember when, but I think it was at the grocery store and someone said it to Uh me and I didn't snap. I wasn't like rude, but I just like really firmly and honestly said, oh, then you'd be perfect for it. Because yeah. that's like what they need are people who are willing to get too attached. Yeah. So that's why we do it. Yeah. And I mean, the look on their face, like their eyes got wide and they're like, yeah. oh, snap. Because I don't <laughs> think that's what they're expecting. Maybe, totally. maybe they just expected me to like smile and be like, thank you so much. Yeah. But I never want anyone to like put me on a pedestal or make me feel like a saint yeah. for, for like yeah. doing this work. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's holy work. It's really important. And we feel very much called to do it. Yeah. But by no means are we saints. This We are not special people. It does not take a special person to do it. And that's so I good. don't like when people say they couldn't do because they get too attached. The whole point is to get too attached. Yes. And and what I'll just say about that is what I was describing with our kids, you know, visiting with even my in-laws or my parents, now that we live in LA across the country away from them, that that is a sign that we got too attached. That yeah. they know that they're still part of the family. Yes. That my kids know they text me and FaceTime me, honestly, Annie, all the time to the point where sometimes <laughs> I'm like, okay, D, I need a I need a moment. Yes. Please do not like yeah. text me every day. I'm really yeah. busy, mostly because he's bored and he's like, What are you doing? And, <laughs> and then the conversation goes nowhere. Right. But but that is getting to attach. It's also getting to attach to their family and being yeah. willing to say, you are not the sum of your worst moment. You yes. are not the sum of your mistakes. And um, it's obviously... Yes, I, we're not taking your child in because we're better. We're taking absolutely. your child in because we're helping. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You need a minute to yes. to heal, to yes. figure some things out. And if I can help ease this time on your kid, then yes. I want to do that. I want to like absolutely step in. But yeah, it's it's a really cool partnership. So yeah. we, we often are still very much in relationship with both the kids and their families, whether it's their biological families that they've yeah. reunified with, which is so cool and like something that deserves all the celebration in the world, yes. equal to adoption. Yes. Um, and the kids that have gone on to be in permanent forever homes that yeah. just aren't with us. But it's, it's so, it's like one of the best parts of my life. Yeah. And honestly, even though it's hard, it is one of the most fun parts of my life. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You allude to it in the book, but I lived it with you too, that like, some of these kids have actually been really hard. Yeah. Their stories and their emotional responses that are not their own fault. Yeah, trauma. But, I mean, y'all have had some really devastating and challenging experiences, yeah. and yet you still jump back in. Yeah. You always do. That's what I know about you, is when it goes <laughs> bad, you're like, well, let me try again. You're not like, I'm done. Do you quit yeah. anything? You don't quit anything. I can't think of anything. You don't quit anything. I know. I know. You didn't quit on this book. You and Eric didn't quit on each other. You haven't quit on these kids. I mean, you just, it isn't, it isn't in you. Yeah. And I'm really inspired by that. That's what I've watched. I mean, particularly with some of the foster stories, you would tell me what was going on and tell me a story. And then you'd be like, and we've got another kid coming next week. And I was like, are, honestly, I'd say, are the bruises even healed on you? Mm. Right? Like, are yeah. you, is your body okay? Is your heart okay? Yeah. And it just was, it is a holy thing you do. 
Thank you. So I joked with the Dungies on Monday who were on the show. They are they have 10, 10 kids in their house right now. As I was reading their book and as I've lived life with you, I was like, I need to get bunk beds. I need to start. And then I was like, Annie, <laughs> pump the brakes. How about you first, like find a foster family and step in and help. How did totally. some other people that, not that I'm never going to foster yeah. or adopt. It just is like, when I listen to you, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I should be helping yeah. children. You're headed what to Target to go get the bunk beds that's right it, now. That's it. Yeah, that's my yeah. problem. I'm all or nothing all the time. It's like the funniest thing about me. So what did some other people do for y'all that weren't necessarily foster parents or adoptive parents, but kind of stepped in with you and E? Oh, yeah. I love that you're asking this because so many of our friends rallied around us. And yeah. so they equally deserve like the title of like being able to claim like we fostered. Like I, I genuinely <laughs> feel that like when I think about the Scarfs, when I think about the Greens, when I think about the Jorgensons, when I think about all yeah. of our friends in Chicago that like rallied around us and were such a part of our journey. Yeah. Um, I just had to shout that out because yes. they, they spent so much time with us and our kids. The ways that they showed up that were the most helpful were any transition, whether it's a kid leaving your care, a new kid coming into your care, a kid taking a break from your care, a kid yeah. going to a residential treatment for a short time, any transition. This is true of all transitions when someone has a baby, when someone gets married, when someone gets divorced, when someone is sick. Transitions in hard times, we need to show up for one another. Yeah. And that can be through meals, laundry. Obviously, sending flowers is great and always really appreciated. Yeah. And a thought and a prayer is always really, really nice. But man, when they show up tangibly like yeah, that, like yeah. uh, that's huge. Sometimes one of the best things I think we can do is not ask people what they need. But I, I recently sent a text to a friend going through a fertility struggle and so some hard bumps in the road along the way. And I knew she was having a low time. And so what I did was I texted her, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Please choose one of the following. And I listed three options. One included, I'll send dinner on Thursday. I'll pick up your kid from daycare on Wednesday. Da, da, da. All these little options that I knew I could commit to. If she mm-hmm. chose all or any of those things, I could commit to doing them. Mm-hmm. And it made it really simple. All she had to do was pick one. Yeah. But I didn't give the option or yes. like, it didn't say like, oh, you do right. the work of telling me what you need. That's great. You said A, B, or C. Yeah. Which of these can I do? Yeah. That is so smart. And that's I, what I learned it from people doing it for us. Yes. That is so yeah. I have a friend who is in need of some help and people keep saying, what can we do? And she'll send them to me and just be like, because I don't know. But now on the on the when I get to be the person sending the text, yeah. I'm going to give three options. That's brilliant. Yeah. I've never thought of that. That is a brilliant option. Okay. Soul care to save your life. Out this week. It makes me so happy. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? No, this is great. Thank you. That was really great. Thank you. you. This, I am so happy about this month of shows because every resource that people are bringing are the resources that someone needs right now. Mm. It is just, I I feel like we're in one of our strongest seasons of saying like, hey, I know it's not January, but do you want to start over right now? Yes. Do you want to start over right now? It's a new school year. Do you want to tell the truth today? Yes. You do. The answer is you do. You don't know that you do, but you want to tell the truth today. Absolutely. Call somebody right now. Okay, Amanda, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Um, well, Annie, I did what sounds fun to me. I got my nails painted fun colors. I this saw is that like on the internet. So, I was so happy. Okay, this is like so not me, but it's two part. Yes. What sounded fun to me when a when a Zoom thing got rescheduled? Yes. I normally uh, don't think that question. Yes. I don't think about what sounds yes. fun to me. That's yes. not my wiring as an eight. I yep. kind of go into like, what can I do to change the world and what needs to be done right now? And <laughs> I'm running to Target to buy the bunk beds. That's right. And instead, I was like, you know what? It would 
it sounds really fun to go get my nails done. Yeah. It's not a regular thing that and I so do. And so you took five different shades up to the so, girl. So then I took five colors up to her and I said, I, I want pastel nails. Like I want <laughs> yellow, green, blue, purple, pink. And I know that I'm not seven and this might feel like a seven-year-old girl, but I want to do it because yes. it sounds fun. It looks so cool. No regrets. No, you shouldn't. They look so cool. <laughs> and they're very summery. And they're, yeah, well Thank done. You. I loved it. When I saw it on the internet, I was like, ah. I cannot wait to tell her how yeah. much I love well, them. Well, you have taught me so, so much about leaning into fun and the value of fun because there is so much value in it. And um, so I just am so grateful that you inspire wow. me and teach me in that way as well. Thank you. Well, we would both like to thank Jason Miller for making us friends. Yes, for what sure. What a gift. What a gift. All right. Well, I love you. I'm thankful for you. Thanks for doing this. Love you too. Thanks for bringing me to Nashville. This yeah, is, of course. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> Oh, you guys, don't you love her? I know. I just love her. I just can't even tell you how much I love her. I'm so thankful for her. Be sure to grab a copy of Soul Care to Save Your Life and follow Amanda so you can tell her thank you for being on the show today. And don't forget to pop to the link in the show notes and sign up to be a part of the big group of us going through Chase the Fun all together starting this coming Monday, August 15th. Let's do this together, friends. It'll be so fun. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs all over the place. Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today what sounds fun to me is one of our office neighbors is having a baby shower. So we are headed over there with a lot of diapers to give. So that sounds really fun to me. Congratulations to our friend Dan and his wife. So you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with one of my favorite authors and pastors and one of my dear friends, Sharon Hottie Miller. We'll see you guys then. Y'all have a good weekend.